Welcome to the Love Booth in Other Plays, a play by Tara Goldstein with contributions from Alec Butler and Jenny Salisbury, and music and lyrics composed by Kale Reed. I am playwright Tara Goldstein, and I am so glad you've joined us. A Press of Our Own The only way to challenge the lies in the libraries is to publish all kinds of writing about all kinds of people and put that writing on the shelves, says Black, lesbian, mother, warrior poet Audre Lorde in A Press of Our Own. However, getting writing by Black women and women of color published in the 1970s and 80s was challenging. As Black American scholar and activist Barbara Smith says in the play, As women writers of color, we were always at the mercy or whim of someone else, not just in commercial publishing, but in alternative publishing too. Publishing everywhere was dominated by editors who were white. Audre Lorde and Barbara Smith understood that freedom of the press belongs to those who own the press. They started a press for women of color called Kitchen Table Women of Color Press. For Audrey and Barbara, the kitchen was the center of women's homes, a place where women worked and talked to each other. Kitchen Table was an activist and literary publisher. It produced work of high artistic quality that also contributed to the liberation of women of color. When Kitchen Table stopped publishing in 1992 after Audrey Lord's death, it had been active for over 10 years. setting a kitchen table. My name is Audre Lorde, and I am a black lesbian warrior poet. And I know if you really want to challenge the lies in the libraries, you have to publish all kinds of writing about all kinds of people and put that writing on the library shelves. When I started looking for a place to publish my poems, I sent them to The Ladder, the magazine for lesbians published by the Daughters of Bilitis. I was a loyal reader of both the Ladder and the Daughters of Billitis newsletter as I tried to figure out where to meet other gay girls in New York. In 1955, meeting other lesbians was very difficult unless you went to the bars, which I didn't go because I didn't drink. All of my poems were returned to me. Immediately. I was crushed. A few years later, a few black literary magazines began to publish my poems, and several poems were also published in anthologies, but finding my way into the anthologies of black poetry wasn't easy either. Most of the poets the editors published were men and liked to read the work by other men. When I started writing feminist lesbian poetry, (laughs) it got even harder. So one day when I was on the phone with Barbara Smith, I said, we really need to do something about publishing. I totally agreed. As women writers of color, we were always at the mercy or whim of someone else. Not just in commercial publishing, but in alternative publishing too. Publishing everywhere was dominated by editors who were white. The late 70s and early 80s were the era of the special issue. The special issue was how editors of white feminist journals responded to the issue of racism in the women's movement. They created a special issue devoted to the writing by women of color. And back then, if you ask anyone if books by women of color will be read, or if a press that only published work by and about women of color could survive, the answer would have been no. But 
we understood that freedom of the press belongs to those who own the press and started a press for women of color anyway. In 1980, it was one of those acts of courage that characterized third world women's lives. A group of us met in Boston on Halloween weekend. I was in town to do a black woman's poetry reading. It was at that meeting, that kitchen table, Women of Color Press was born. Although all of the women in the room identified as African-American and women of African-Caribbean descent, we took the brave step of imagining a women of color press rather than a black women's press. We knew we had experiences in common with other women of color, and we knew we had work to do. A year later, we were officially founded. We chose our name because the kitchen table is the center of our homes, a place where women work and talk to each other. And the fact that we were a kitchen table let folks know that we were a grassroots operation, begun and kept alive by women who couldn't rely on inheritances or other benefits of class privilege to do the work that we needed to do. In 1981, we described our press as the only publisher in North America committed to publishing and distributing the writing of third world women of all racial, cultural, heritages, sexualities, and classes. In 1984, we added, Our work is both cultural and political, connected to the struggles for freedom of all of our peoples. We hope to serve as a communication network for women of color in the U.S. and around the world. Kitchen Table was an activist and literary publisher. We produced work of high artistic quality that also contributed to the liberation of women of color and of all people. By 1983, just two years after we started (laughs) publishing, Kitchen Table had 13 titles, eight books, and five pamphlets in the Freedom Organizing Pamphlet series. We also distributed more than 100 titles by women of color from other independent presses. (laughs) When we stopped publishing in 1992, not long after we lost Audrey, we'd been around for over 10 years. We came as far as we did because we never listened to people who told us no. We listened to our own hearts and spirit, which told us yes. Yes, we can also put out books that challenge the lies in the libraries. She was a black lesbian mother warrior poet. Informing those straight men and white feminists She wouldn't settle for the occasional letter of acceptance Or being special or separate She resisted claims to sisterhood saying There's no such thing as a single issue struggle Cause we don't lead single issue lives you see Today we call this intersectionality So women of color writers united Gathered at a kitchen table one night They brought their words of survival, renewal and rage Wove their knowledge onto the written page This was much more than a move of resistance It was a groundbreaking alliance, a disruptive insistence Writing their lives to defy white hegemony They built a press of their own listening to The Love Booth and other plays. For information about us, visit our website, www.gaileyroad.com. Thank you.